0: I get a cider?
1: Absolutely,
0: what kind of cider do you want? A rose cider. Let me get that for you. Okay, thank you. What's your name? Emily.
1: Emily, nice to meet you. Get that for you here. I'm gonna put it in a, in a, a little thing for you, is that okay?
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: Cool, will get some ice for it. Perfect. Did you hear about the ice
0: shortage that happened
1: last month?
0: Um, is
1: it? There's an ice shortage. <laughs> are you shortage. pranking me? No, I'm very much
0: not pranking you. <laughs> um, how is that possible? Wouldn't that be a water shortage? Uh, well,
1: here's the thing, you could buy water bottles at the gas station Sorry, let me get up here real quick You could buy water bottles at the gas station, but you couldn't buy ice And it was our first day oh. open as a bar And we went to like four gas stations, no. Smith's, everything Couldn't find any ice, I had to serve some iceless drinks What? Yeah.
0: That's insane Um, one time, I was trying to make a meat pie Well, I wasn't trying to make a meat pie, but my uh, boyfriend, DJ, was trying to make a meat pie for Christmas. Okay. And we were like searching for star anise powder, which is star anise crushed, and literally nowhere had it. What is? It's, so, what is it, um, oh my gosh, I don't even know what it's from. But it's like those, have you seen like those little stars and they have like little seeds in them? Yeah. Okay, so that's what it is. So it's, it's just, you know, a spice, okay. which it's a really good spice, but we literally searched.
1: And you could not find it. And we it. could
0: not find it, and it was oh. like, we're like, who is taking all of this? Because we know these places offer it, thank you. Absolutely. But like, why is there no starting spot, I don't know.
1: Okay. Every time someone says meat pie, I automatically think Sweeney Todd.
0: I've never watched Sweeney Todd.
1: Oh no! <laughs> Mrs. Lovett's meat pies.
0: Oh, that's funny. I, yeah, I didn't think I was gonna <clears throat> like a meat pie, but it's pretty good, actually.
1: That's pretty cool. I yeah. like. I have never had a meat pie. I assume it's a lot like shepherd's mm. pie, but
0: yes, very similar. Um, do you know who Maddie Matheson is? No. Okay, so he's like a really funny YouTuber, and he um, and he makes like incredible recipes, and he's really hilarious. Yeah. Um, and it was his recipe, so okay. that was why we made it because he loves to make. Maddie Matheson recipes okay there
1: we go and is he a comedy youtuber or a serious youtuber?
0: Um he's definitely like comedy I would say Um, but his
1: recipes are serious
0: but yes so it's it's hilarious because they always like break the third wall too which is just kind of hilarious like they have like this um she's like the camera lady and like she'll always just start yelling at him and then it like they pan to her and it's like all the production and it's really funny um yeah, so he's he's really hilarious, and he lives in Canada. Okay, he has a shit ton of tattoos. Like his entire body is like covered, fully covered. Like fully covered.
1: That's really cool. Do you have any tattoos?
0: Yes, I do.
1: What tattoos do you have? I'm really into. Okay, I'm you like don't let see me. The art, I'm, really I'm into. Yes,
0: I do see that. Yeah. Um, no, I I haven't had to think. So I have a Zia symbol tattoo. Where at? On my ribcage. Um, it was my first tattoo. Yikes. And I was 17 and I got in a dorm room.
1: Oh, so is it like a good one or kind of like a... It's
0: not bad. Okay. The guy honestly was not bad. He was very nice and it was all like very like clean and sanitized. And you know, he had like clean needles and it was like a whole, you know, he was doing it how he should. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, hey, I almost passed out on his like dorm room bed and I'm like getting this tattoo. And then um my second one, he gave me multiple tattoos. Not okay. that time, but when I turned... I think 18 or 19. Um, He gave me multiple tattoos. So he gave me. I have wrist tattoos um, of my parents' birth years.
1: 1964, and that's the name of a horror book.
0: Is it? Is that that George Orwell? Yeah, I don't know. But this this is my mother's birth year. (laughs) So 64
1: and and 59. Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
0: so I got that for them. Um, and then I have, well, this is
1: a little swallow.
0: Yeah. A little, yeah. I don't know why I got that, but I just thought it looked nice. Cool. Yeah. I was really cool. <laughs> like, Classic. I kind of love it. Yeah. Um, and then I have one on the back of my arm that says take risks, which like feels really cringy. Um, and I, I don't hate it because I have this, like, I, I guess I still have an obsession, but I used to have an obsession with Macmore.
1: Ooh! I always used to get called Macklemore in high school. I was gonna
0: say you kind of. Yep, yep, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually met Macklemore here in Albuquerque Whoa. when he performed at El Rey. He was performed he at, R. at R. El Rey that's cool. years ago. Yeah, so I met him, went to his concert. It was super great. Um, and then I also gone to his concert one time before in Dallas, and he's really awesome. But he has a song, and in the song he says like, take risks. Um, And I just I don't know I feel like that's kind of a mantra moment where it's like I don't know. I think I think not that I'm taking insane risks in my life But I think like it's a good reminder that like life is short and you should take risks.
1: Absolutely. That's fair Yeah, and I apologize about coughing the between the smoke the crazy wind that we've been having all the debris spring pollen I'm just The spring is the worst.
0: The spring is the worst. It
1: is. I prefer winter. What's your favorite season?
0: Um in Albuquerque fall fall,
1: fall's good. fall is falls real good.
0: impeccable here i think it's just you know like the the leaves the bosque is always so pretty um obviously the balloon fiesta
1: oh yep is True. incredible yep. I'm um, glad I was back this year
0: Yeah, me too. So yeah, I just I just like how the fall feels here like it's a very nice temperature It's not windy whereas the spring is asshole because it's so windy.
1: This is true. so windy This is very like I I never someone called a a season asshole. It
0: is asshole That is what it is. Yeah, I do. I feel like I have really horrible allergies in the winter though. Really? Which is weird
1: That is a weird time to get them.
0: Yeah, I think um,
1: Is there like a flower that blooms in the winter that really gets you?
0: There's something called ragweed.
1: Yes. Ragweed is insane it's so bad. does your house have a lot of ragweed I don't think so okay I don't rearrange but I was I have doing
0: a lot. I was doing some research because I was like, why the fuck am I like feeling yep. this way and I so my actually the worst part was I went to Amarillo to shoot a wedding that sounds like scary but I was context. gonna say okay
1: so I assume you're a videographer then like you like film weddings
0: yes you're not like that well, is like, to me no okay. I, <laughs> sorry sorry I good. That. I'm just kidding <laughs> Um. so yeah we I went to Amarillo super windy like 30 mile per hour winds and um, I literally felt like shit I felt so horrible I was getting dizzy it was like the worst thing ever and I was like it's winter. Yeah. What is happening? So I looked it up, and I guess like the pollen count of like ragweed was super, super high when I was in Amarillo. Um, so yeah.
1: How do they track pollen counts? That's insane.
0: I honestly don't know, but there's literally a website that is where cool. you can like look it up. So if you're like feeling like shit, you can be like, hmm, is this Once the reason? What's in the
1: air make me feel like Exactly. Garbage. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: what is making me feel like shit? Yeah.
1: So you're a, a wedding videographer. Yes. So what what does that entail, right? Because I know every Girl and guy, frankly, whoever gets to the camera in high school is like, I'm going to become a photographer, right? Yeah. I mean, it sounds course. like you actually are one, right? Yes, yes.
0: So what does that look like? Um, So I definitely started out like that way. You know, yeah. I was in high school and I was like, oh, I love taking pictures for Instagram. Like I want to look hot on Instagram. Yeah, fair. <laughs> As like a, you know, a 14 year old. um, And then I just kind of, it kind of snowballed. Um, And then I guess I'm from Portales, New Mexico. Oh,
1: my sister went to school there.
0: At ENMU? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my she... parents taught there. Oh, she, yeah. she
1: has a BS, a bachelor's of science in biology.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. She's,
1: she's a physical therapist. She went to UNM for physical therapy. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. UNMU uh, is interesting. Portales is interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you've heard. I'm sure you've heard <laughs> stories about that.
1: There's a dairy on every entrance.
0: Uh, oh, it always smells like dairy. Yeah. It smells like
1: cow. I think the college is really cool. I don't like... I mean, Fourth of July is crazy. They're super crazy. Honestly. I don't like the uh, the culture it's very uh, the racism the- and <laughs> racism, the sexism, the, sexism, the homophobia, homophobia, uh anti-climate like
0: the people i it's funny because i feel like i have so much anxiety about everything yeah. like so much anxiety about like obviously the climate like we just had a fire and it's April fucking everything
1: up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's April. It's causing
1: me This is, I'm personally affected by this fire. Exactly. Like honestly, it's killing exactly. me. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Like people's homes are going up in flames, you know, like Reed also has fires all the time. Yeah. Like Montana is like
1: Oh yeah. I So you've been in Montana before? Yes. Okay, I lived there for a couple years and I was there during the uh 2017 summer fire where oh. Glacier burned. And oh, shit. the you couldn't see the sun some days. Oh. It was smokeless. And this was when I was in Billings, you know mm. what I mean? Oh. Just
0: far from Glacier. Yeah, yeah. it was that's bad. insane. Yeah, I just like it's funny because um DJ, my partner, he wants to move to Montana. And I mean, I think Montana is like amazing. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we're not doing this right now, but like, you know, in the future, like if the stars align, like that would be so awesome. Okay. I have family in Montana. I lived in Montana, he's from Montana. Um, but like it's funny because summer used to be the best time to be there, and now it's like you can't see anything in the summer.
1: Mm. Well, like cuz it's, always it's on fire. It's
0: smoky. Yeah. Like it hurts to go outside and breathe. The air
1: hurts your lungs. Yes. I wanna, yeah. I mean, the coolest town I lived in in Montana was probably Missoula. Missoula is awesome. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've
1: lived in I lived in Columbia Falls. I mm. lived in uh, Hamilton and Darby.
0: Hamilton, interesting. Okay.
1: I lived in Billings, Helena. Helena. So, yeah, it's okay. a lot of cool places yeah. up there.
0: No, it's it's a beautiful place. Wow. Um but yeah, it does give me a lot of anxiety like Thinking about, you know, the climate and
1: All the shit racism, going down, um,
0: homophobia. Yeah, you know,
1: I ran into a lot of Nazis up there, like skinheads, especially in Great, Great Falls area. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's
0: like, um, DJ always says there are so many skinheads in Spokane.
1: Yes, there is, surprisingly. Like, why are they in... Anyway. What
0: brought them to Spokane? Exactly. <laughs> Who fucking knows? There's a lot in
1: Tri-Cities area, too.
0: Yeah. No, it's yeah. It's an interesting place up there. There's a lot of diversity in... Well, not diversity. There's no diversity in Montana. No, like, it's all white people. I'm like,
1: five black people up there. I
0: was like... No, it's funny because my mom grew up there and she, um, she like, had this photo of when she was younger. So, like, probably, like, the 80s or 90s and, I guess, 80s. Um, And she... Maybe even late 70s. Doesn't matter. But she was, like, with this black girl and I was like were you in Montana? Like, you know, and she's like, there was literally not a single black person yep. in Montana in the yep. 70s and 80s. Absolutely not. Yeah. So there's not a lot of diversity, but the thing about Portalis to me, that's crazy is that all of these people are so ignorant and like so uninformed and so oblivious to like all the, that the world is figuratively and literally on fire. Yep. And I kind of like, I don't, I'm not jealous of them because I think that's why these issues continue to be a thing oh yeah i mean obviously like government is different like anything i do won't change anything really but it just would be really awesome if i could just like not think about all these things in a way because obviously ignorance is bliss right
1: i think there's a difference between ignorance and naivety i think that ignorance is choosing to ignore something whereas naivety is just purely not knowing you know what i mean yes and the naivety aspect of it is kind of nice especially like okay growing up in albuquerque right right i never really saw a lot of racism because frankly there's less white people here but um we were a nice little melting pot and i never really i was never really around it. It, it still exists i'm not saying it doesn't exist here but it's i was never around it growing up and then i go to montana and i'm like oh you don't like black people
0: you've never seen a person who's not white in your life
1: (laughs) wild you think that the mexicans are coming to montana and taking your jobs okay all million of you here they're
0: gonna go across the country yeah Yeah. to the cold Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. jesus
1: wild stuff absolutely wild
0: it's it's very interesting i think yeah i i dislike portales a lot because i think like And I I think about this a lot because I'm a white woman. Obviously, I don't have a lot of struggles. Like, maybe the only struggle I have is being a woman versus being a white man.
1: Well, especially down there in conservative America, you're the baby maker.
0: Yeah, I'm a baby maker. Yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that um, ignorance is bliss. And I think that there's lack of education. I think that that's why the pregnancy rates are so high. That's why these people are like popping out all these babies because Mm -hmm. they are just uneducated like and despite I remem- that the
1: population's still declining like yeah. yeah and
0: I remember when I was in high school there was like two pregnant girls in each grade and our school was 500 or 400 pe- or 600 people
1: holy cow
0: and I like knew girls that were pregnant in 8th grade and 7th grade and like they just were like their parents were not educated they were not educated on like safe sex or you know
1: uh, birth control condom exactly. use exactly um- how to have sex appropriately? Yes, Consent.
0: Exactly. That's no, an issue. They they were not educated on any of it And it's like it's hard to to feel like these people are you know like it's their faults that they get into these situations you know that they get into like poverty or because obviously it's a lack of education.
1: But, but it sucks to isn't, see. One second, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just quietly dying over here very loudly, but um, <laughs> it's. Would it be their fault or would it be the institution's fault in America's status? Because if you think about it, yeah. um, it's in my mind, it's their parents' fault. Because no matter what we can do as a society, the parents are always pushing back. Because if you think about it, before the 90s, homeschooling wasn't a big deal until it became legalized and standardized by Christian nationalism. Hmm. And as homeschooling went up, so did the power of the right political party. So homeschooling gets you away where you don't have to teach stuff like basic science, evolution, healthcare, right. uh, economics, anything like that. You can take, yeah. just teach out of a Christian book. Right. Uh, Florida just banned a lot of math books because of critical race theory in math, right? Even yeah. though that's only a subject that's really taught on a college level standard. Right. So is it really the system's fault or is it the parent's fault? And what's your take on that?
0: Um, I think that... At least for Talis, the school system is like incredibly fucked because, Whoa. sorry. No, <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, you can swear this is Mark. we're good. Yeah, <laughs> but like, that was very strong words. Like, for Talis, <laughs> school system is fucked.
0: And, and it is, and this is why I, my parents sent me to Bozeman, Montana, which has like an incredible, Oh, yeah. Incredible education system. But like, the thing is, the school system does not teach sex ed in a like sex ed is abstinence.
1: Yes, which doesn't work at
0: the school system in the school system. So this is like these teachers for however I don't know how this happens or how they're allowed to do that, but like that's literally like there's a sex ed class and they just tell you well don't have sex and you won't get pregnant and then all these you kids get are getting STD pregnant and, exactly. Yeah. And so like it just is, um, you know. And then yes, like religion is in the school. There is no separation. They always prayed at every single event, at every single thing. Uh, like, there was, like, like that. it just was, it was a lot. And, and it's like these people, like, think that everyone thinks like them. But they also don't care that there's a, pot- like, there's a potential that everyone doesn't think like them.
1: Yeah, because when I'm, because I'm their atheist, way is atheist, I show right. up and I'm like, well, why are you, like, I can understand prayer because I understand communion with the divine, right? Right. However, should that be, at that level, it's indoctrination.
0: Right. Well it's like it's you like you know, it's the separation of yeah church and state. It's the same thing. It's like <coughs> you can have your everyone can have their own beliefs. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with believing in God or, you know, believing in whatever God you believe in. Yeah. Um but there is an issue I think when you force it down Children's throats, especially in kids,
1: <laughs> because who doesn't have a fully developed brain that can be easily indoctrinated for a good reason, too? Like, kids were able to teach right from wrong, They're um, very impressionable, but you yeah. don't need to teach them through a religious lens because right. then it often teaches homophobia, bigotry in general, um, a lack of disregard for all of the amendments except for the Second Amendment. You know what I mean? No one gives a shit about um, right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, all they care about is. Guns. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. So that's that's sad that the yeah. education is like that because I feel like Albuquerque has a shitty education system, and even then,
0: it's not that bad.
1: exactly <laughs> Compar- comparatively compared.
0: Yeah, it just I think it's it's very hard. Like, and again, as I was saying, like I'm like very privileged to be like a white lady. Yeah, um, and. Growing up, like, my parents were into academia, so I was always privileged in that way where even if the school system wasn't teaching me how to get into college or how to study for the ACT, like, I was, I still knew how to do those things because I had my parents and my parents were always wanting me to do good in school and, like, all these things, so, like, there's so many people who didn't have that, so many people, if I had have just been thrown into that education system, like, I would have had very different thoughts than I do now because I had the parents that I had, yeah. and like not everyone has that. And so, in that way, I can't ever blame a person for being uneducated because, yeah. like, what are they gonna do?
1: And in all honesty, if they do change the education system and promote um, higher education and all these things that we've talked about, they would lose out a lot of their populace from moving. So, it behooves of them to undereducate their people so they stay stuck. In exactly. Portales, New mexico
0: and i and I don't think anyone at any level cares like I don't think uh-uh. it's my understanding that every single person at every single level in that education system is okay with how it is
1: yeah because they don't again if they change it they'll lose out in population people will move away to get better better things whereas if they remain dumb and ignorant they'll stay
0: yeah and it's just it's just like you know this little population where everyone is i don't know like they kind of like feed off of each other I yeah. think in ways so like it's it's very easy to stay in that. It's very easy to stay ignorant, and you know, again, ignorance is bliss. So I yeah. think like, yeah, why would they change if it's if you know having to like change things is not gonna benefit them the same way it has been benefiting them and their beliefs and their opinions. Um,
1: That's fair. So we've shitted a lot on small town conservative America. Let's talk about some <laughs> positives, right? Because okay. Portales isn't just a shithole. It's, well, but what are some positives? Again, I go back to that 4th of July party was insane.
0: <laughs> I went to a lot of fun parties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because what is there <laughs> else to do?
0: Exactly. You know what you I mean? Do drugs and drink alcohol.
1: And do dumb things. Yeah. Yep. There was,
0: yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to <coughs> stem to the negative again. Um But yeah, I definitely, you know, I, I've met, I met a few people there that I think like you're trauma bonded to. Yep. Which is also incredibly unfortunate um but you know we all kind of went through the same thing we all had like similar views and then we're like okay this is you know let's kind of
1: absolutely get through this <laughs> i think that i like the vibe of a small town um like a perfect example i really like missoula because missoula yes. is what portals could be it is small yet yeah, bussin it's got a great atmosphere, a, a semi-decent nightlife. It's got lots of restaurants with a variety of foods. It, it's um, liberal-minded in the best ways possible. Um, Missoula is tight, yeah. and I think that's what Portales and other towns like that could be. They just choose to remain. Like it wasn't in a dry county until like five years ago. Like it's been, it's it's historically a dry county. And even then, the liquor laws are so intense there that like you still can't buy on Sundays and everything like that. Yeah, and, that's yeah. true.
0: You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I think like Missoula is definitely bigger.
1: How much bigger? I don't even know the population. I was going to say, I
0: mean, per population is 12,000 people. Okay,
1: Missoula is, I think, 30 with the college. Missoula
0: is, so. I think, God, <coughs> I don't want to quote myself on this. I think it's 70.
1: Really? I thought that was Helena.
0: Helena is too, yeah. but Missoula's. Uh, bigger than Bozeman.
1: Is it? Yes. Because I felt like Bozeman was popping.
0: So the thing about Bozeman is that, and it's funny because when I would go there with my mom when I was younger because we go like every year because her whole family lives there. Yeah. Um, the thing about Bozeman is that it has so many amenities. It's always had more amenities than it does a population. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, the ratio is, like, off because it is a college town. And, you know, people go there because it's close to Yellowstone. Yeah. Like, there's a lot it's of tourism. Gate, it's beautiful. You got
1: Big Sky right there. Yes, Big and, yeah. Sky,
0: Yellowstone. Like, and, the, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, Glacier isn't too far. So, it's interesting because the population, I think, is, like, maybe, again, don't put me on this. But I <laughs> I think it's, like, 45,000 maybe. Okay um and i think it was maybe like 30 35 um when i lived there but it seems so much bigger than it is
1: it's, it's, yeah it's huge whereas you go to Portales, and it seems smaller right and it's already a small population as is, but it seems smaller than what it is yeah um i don't know i don't know small town america it just depends it really just depends yeah i find that they're the most down to earth people but there's a lot of more bigotry in oh, that yeah. that space. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because it's a very, very cool feel. Yeah. But, but I'm also going into that feel, again, as, like you said, I'm a white man, right? I'm top tier there. So yeah. when I walk in, everyone's like, ah, you know what I mean? One of us. Yeah, yeah. one of us. I'm a good old boy. Right. And I would be interested to walk in the shoes of a black woman or exactly. uh, an immigrant exactly. or a Muslim or a Sikh with the with the headdress and everything like that. How would they yep. be treated in those situations? Yep. I'd be interested to see that, right. and I can't speak to that because I've never, never yeah. been through that.
0: Well, I mean, I think my, I, yes, and that's, again, I go back to, yes, again, I'm very privileged and I, I don't know how it feels because I am not, and I will never understand fully. <coughs> um, but I just can imagine like the links that people would go to because as a white woman who. Is funky. <laughs> I got so many looks and so much, um you know, hate and like old people being like, "Oh, because I had purple hair at one point." Dude,
1: they hate colored hair for some reason. I don't know. Cause I had a mohawk that was oh, red they? and blue, and all the conservatives. <laughs> America.
0: Were like, What's wrong with you people? <laughs> like I got the American flag. Yeah, duh. So you know, know. happy.
1: Come on, it's really cool. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I just I can't imagine. I so I guess. When I I lived in Lubbock, which was, like, even worse.
1: Whoa.
0: Um, That's also the best... That's,
1: like, the hospital to go to, right? If you live in Portales, you you got to go to Lubbock. Lubbock. You get flown
0: to Lubbock, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was... I don't know. I think, I think like, you... If you look different at all, you get stares, and you you get a lot of, like, hatred. And so I just... I could not imagine. Like, I just could not... I can't even fathom it. And so, like... For that reason, I'm like, I mean, I like the idea of living in a rural area, like, you know, being like very small town, like everyone knows everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I do think generally people are attracted to that because then they surround themselves with people that are like them and they don't have to accept that there is diversity and that people look (coughs) different than they do or are different than they are. You know? Yeah,
1: And they don't have to culturalize. They don't have to consume other media. They don't have to eat other foods. You know what I mean? And that's that's a shame. I feel bad for them because Meanwhile, here in Albuquerque, although it's not huge, and it's pretty big, yeah. and I can have Ecuadorian food, uh, Brazilian food, I can get sushi, I can get all these different cultures very easily. Right. So I, I almost feel bad in that, in that aspect. Yeah. Um, going back to this, so you're a videographer, yes. right? Yes. Where are some of the craziest places you have uh, shot or the coolest places you shot video for? I assume weddings, right?
0: Yes. <coughs> so I would say probably the coolest place i shot in silverton colorado one time um which is like five hours from here you know you go to durango and then you go up um through like the scariest mountain pass ever and it's terrifying driving on that road but it was um actually past silverton so you keep going past silverton and I was at this venue called um eureka lodge which is like a ski lodge um and oh my god It was the most beautiful place I've ever been. Um, Yeah, it was. It was pretty stunning. So that was probably the craziest um, I've done. But I think, yeah, a lot of places are, you know, just like in Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Taos. Obviously, like you go to Las Cruces. Um. Yes, I do. I do travel for it. Um. I actually have a wedding in Italy.
1: Whoa. Yeah that's exciting which part of Italy
0: um it's in Tuscany so it's actually in like Florence area okay um so yeah I'm really excited I've only left the country one time
1: was it to our neighbor countries or uh,
0: yes yeah, so it was to Mexico okay. so it was for a wedding um, so I've only left for work <laughs> um, but I went to Mexico I went to Cancun Ooh. yeah in December of what was it I think 2019
1: all right, so right. before the pandemic. Or no,
0: 2020. No, I was in the pandemic. Oh. So I was like so anxious and I was like sweating on the plane. and
1: Because you have the mask and you're like, oh, it's...
0: I know. I had yeah. like my N95 and I was like, oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. So it was... Yeah.
1: How do you feel about the mask mandate being lifted for the air travel?
0: Um, I will still wear one on an airplane. I just like... I, I read this article that was like people who... Partaking a lot of air travel, get sick more.
1: Yes, this is true.
0: Because there's just so many germs everywhere, oh, and yeah. like so you know, like surfaces and in the air, and like obviously, like you're just kind of ventilating the air. And then changing the plane. air pressure
1: too, and it, it all, makes you
0: more It yeah. makes you more, you know, like it less your immune than, Exactly. I was yeah. like yeah. So yeah, I think um, for me, like I would continue to wear one. Um, I think I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent towards it. Like I think at this point, it just is like a lot. Yeah. Just COVID in general. It's um, been here for
1: two or three years. It's it's just weird because I think back to like 2020, like the beginning of the pandemic, where like it was locked down, right? Like yeah. Compared to now, it's it's just weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that actually, personally. Yeah. I have no idea.
0: I yeah. I I agree. <laughs> I think like for me, I you know I don't know. I and I don't want to be this bitch that's like I don't know what the end goal is, but I don't know what the end goal is. Like I don't. You know, like it's, it's hard for me to be like, I don't know. I think like, we're almost like, like you have to just like live your life. Yeah. That sounds like horrible. And I hate, I hate saying these things because it is pandemic. And like, obviously there are people that have, you know, weakened immune systems and aren't healthy, you know? And like, that's obviously they're more at risk, even if they're vaccinated. Um, but I do, I do think that it's a, it's a tricky situation because it's like, what am I going to do? Like not work. Yeah. I have to pay my bills. I have to travel for a I
1: have to travel. For <laughs> I have, to, I have, travel, to, I have to, to open my bar. And in order to have people here, in order to drink, we have to have masks off. You know exactly, what I mean? I have to serve people.
0: Exactly.
1: It's just, it, there's just not a win situation I can see. Because yeah. part of me is, I agree, You know, safety is important. I was very good about wearing my mask for a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. I, I got, I'm fully vaccinated. I have my boosters and everything like that. Yep. Um, but I'm to the point where I never want to be in lockdown again because my mental health tanked. And I would rather die from covid and frankly kill myself over lockdown but you know like I mean? the thing
0: is too about that is like i i always say this but i think by you know having a mask ma- mandate and you know or shutting down like we're protecting the unvaccinated most of the time obviously there are still people that die from covid that are vaccinated but it's like such a small yeah, it's a tiny small sliver. percentage like I think that we're protecting unvaccinated people who don't want to even protect us by getting vaccinated.
1: So, and the the small portion that can't receive the vaccine because they're not medically fit, they're already in situations where it's dangerous to get the a, a, a cold. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: It's it's hard because you you want to protect <laughs> yeah, this like I feel small bad for percent. Those that yeah, because I yes, again I yeah, and it's like I couldn't imagine being in that situation. I mm. couldn't imagine being in a situation where I'm like fuck, like I can't do anything i can't yeah. go out I, can't. I have to
1: stay home for protection otherwise exactly. i might absolutely. literally like I, yes die.
0: exactly exactly
1: yeah.
0: um but i, I yeah it's, it's just frustrating i think all my frustrations just go towards people who don't get vaccinated um because i do not agree personally with that so.
1: oh, yeah absolutely absolutely no i completely agree with that that's 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 a good take that's a good take. What you're gonna, what's your what's going to be your Let's go back to Italy real quick. Yes. What are you looking forward to most about Italy outside of work? Because work is going to take up most of your time.
0: Yes, absolutely. What are you excited
1: for outside of work?
0: Um. Well, I'm excited to see Florence. I think I think it'll be really cool. I would love to go to Italy again, yeah. like after this, not for work. Um. <sighs> I don't know, I would love to see other places in Italy. There's so many cool places there. Um, but it's just is like, I'm going to be there for, I think, like six days. And like oh. most of those days, I have to like get over jet lag. Because that's like... And then I think three of those days, I'll be staying in the villa with
1: Dang, the couple. you're not going to have any time. Because in order to nope. have a foreign country, like seeing like two weeks minimum.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, so it's, <laughs> it's going to be fast. And it's like in the thick of busy season. Yeah. So I'm really super excited, though. The couple is like incredible. And... It just is fun, like I think, um, I don't know, I'm transitioning from doing wedding photography to doing wedding videography and it's just been like very fun and I, I enjoyed it a lot more. Why
1: is that? Why do you enjoy videography more than photography?
0: Um, so I started by doing video. So when I was 14, okay. 13, um, I started going to these like film camps nice. in Denver and I um, would go there every summer basically. Um, And I kind of really started getting interested in that. I was always like, I want to do something like with movies. Like I want to make movies. I want to direct movies. I want to film movies, whatever. But I want to do like, you know, film industry stuff. And then I got to college. Um, I went to NMSCU. I went for a semester to get like the film degree. I don't remember, it's like creative something there. I don't remember what it's called. Um, But I went to get the film degree and then after a semester I was like this is stupid <coughs> everything I'm learning here I already know I don't need to learn how to do the roll of thirds yeah when I've been doing like I know the basics of filmmaking and I just was like everyone here I just wasn't I wasn't about it I was like I just feel like this is a lot and to, to pay a lot of money
1: how long for, did you stay in the program
0: um just a semester and then I switched to sociology okay because uh, I love sociology. Yeah, it's I really love cool. it so much. Um, and then I dropped out. After that, nice. After you <laughs> dropouts, <laughs> yeah. Woo! So it's fun. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. What I'm trying to say. I think. Um,
1: From I was talking about like photography versus videography. Yes,
0: that's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so I started out doing that. <coughs> I went to school for it, and then while I was in school, I was talking to my dad, who is academia man he's a professor he has a phd smart dude yes very smart guy he can do like crazy math in his head Ooh, um real smart guy yeah and my mom is like super smart too she's kind of more entrepreneurial um she but she also is a professor so they both were professors and he was like you're really gonna pay this much money like can't you just go do it like can't you yeah, just go is. like put props off like on a set i don't remember yeah. what they call it um and I was like, yeah, that's true, that's true. So then I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, if I wanted to do that, I could probably just go do it. I could probably just go into the industry. Yeah. You know, I could even just, I have a friend, and he, like, buses people around. Like, I could do that and just kind of work my way up. Um, and then I was like, okay, is this realistic? Maybe, but I don't think I should be spending this much money, regardless. Um, and then my second semester, I started taking a lot of photos. Yeah. I was in a sorority. There you go. And so all the girlies wanted pictures. So I was like completely booked for my second semester with like photo shoots every single day. And then I was like, okay, is this really, do I really need to going, be going to school? Like, I'm sure I can make something of this, you know, like photography is I'm really, I'm really passionate about photography. So maybe I should just go
1: yeah, that route, stick right?
0: Um, and then I did photography um and it was really fun and i i still love it and i still do it and i i still you know do wedding photography and stuff but then i was like okay like i think i really want to do wedding videography like this has always been something i've been super passionate about storytelling is like an entirely different thing when it comes to video versus photo um i think photo you can only tell so much story
1: whereas videography you can tell a feature-length film worth of a story exactly
0: exactly so I mean, I know video is a lot more intense and I, I don't think I knew at the time when I got into it like how expensive it was gonna be. Oh yeah. Like, What's the
1: equipment like? Like what um, type of camera do you shoot with?
0: So I just bought the C70, which is a cinema camera um, and it's super amazing. It shoots 4k and doesn't overheat, which was an issue I was having with my R6. Yeah. Um, Because when, you know, when companies make cameras for Photography, generally, video—like the video aspect of it—isn't as good because it's a—it's a camera made for photo that also shoots video. So, like, my camera would always overheat, um, and so I'd be shooting weddings, and it would just overheat. And I'm like, okay, this is like not professional. I can't just be like shooting half the day in like 1080p because I can't shoot 4k because yeah. it's overheating. So I was like, I'm just gonna go down buy this camera. Very expensive, but very worth, worth it. it um it's also
1: an investment in your brand you know
0: right exactly and that's what i was thinking i was like you know i mean it's always hard for me to make purchases because i'm very frugal um even if i know it's gonna do things for me so i was like okay i have to think about this for a bit then i thought about it and i was like okay i still want it i I think i need to buy this before the season starts so i can have it for all of my weddings like you know i think that makes sense Um, absolutely so yeah then i just got it and i have three lavalier mics um
1: nice what type of because um for various projects that i'm working on uh lavalier mics are in the future for us what do you recommend as far as like with lavalier with lavaliers
0: um so it's a tascam drx-40 Ooh,
1: that sounds cool
0: yes it is cool (laughs) um i have three of them so i have two black ones and one white one um and so usually i'll mic the and the groom, and then, I don't know, you know, um, if I have two brides or something, yeah. like, I can mic the brides, um, or, you know, two people wearing dresses, things like that, um, and then I have a, Tascam is the goat, that's, I just have all their stuff, yeah. um, I have a Tascam recorder that plugs into a sound system, so then I can record into the sound system, so, like, if you have a microphone, plugged into a sound system, I can plug into the sound system and record the line. So that's really fun. Um, And then I have a miniature Sony mic that slides onto a microphone, like, I guess, handle. Yeah. Um, So it's like a sleeve. It has a sleeve and you slide the microphone in. Um, And that is, it's like kind of a shitty mic, but it's just really nice because if you're doing speeches, you can have it like close to them and it's it's really loud into it because it's right by their mouth.
1: So it's good enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So those are the mics um i have two tripods i have three cameras two more outside of my so there's like a
1: lot going into being do you ever have to have help or is it just you running everything
0: so this is actually something that i've um recently started to realize is like it's just too much for me to do by myself um i think like i have an ego thing a little bit that sounds like bad but i It's so hard for me to, like, give any control to anyone else because I think, like, my business is very personal. Um, I, like, want it to be a very specific way, and I'm scared if I give that to other people, like, if I give any, you know any part of it to anyone else that they're yeah, it
1: no longer becomes be, yours exactly yeah.
0: exactly but um I think I started to realize I, I had hired an administrative assistant recently ooh so yeah, you like very big somebody like books
1: for you and everything
0: <laughs> yeah so she, she like will answer inquiries and we'll things like that we'll get you in like a second I go to have a seat um and then she'll answer inquiries she will message people set up calls um all these things so she's really amazing and by doing this i think i've realized like okay shit like i don't need to be doing every single aspect of this business like there are a lot of things that i can give to other people um, to do it's like i don't need to be like sending some of my brochure that i've already crafted that i've already written myself like i don't need to be the one who clicks send like that just is not necessary um so it's been really cool having her and she's amazing and So it's kind of been eye opening to the fact that like I'm more it's I'm being more productive. Not I'm not being productive. Well, I am, but it's just working smart. She is being productive on Um, your behalf. Exactly. And then I think about too, like, okay, how much money do I make an hour? Um, And I'm doing these things that I don't need to be doing. So it's like I kind of have started to look at it as like, okay, I'm paying myself this much an hour. So do I need to be doing all these like administrative things at my pay? Probably not like I can probably hire someone to do these things for me. Yeah um, So that's been really awesome with her and that's like just changed my life a little bit
1: So you own the business then. this is under your entity.
0: Yes. So what
1: have you found? Let me, let me phrase this question. What are three things that you wish you knew before you got into owning a business?
0: Um, <coughs> taxes are a bitch. Okay fair um Especially when you make money, taxes are a bitch. I don't think I realized when I was like not making a ton of money mm-hmm. that like taxes were such a bitch. Yeah. Um, because it's like when you when you reach a certain point, it like doubles the percentage. Yeah,
1: because you hop from like 14 to like 24 like that. Fast. Yeah.
0: So that happened to me, which is really fun. So I had to pay a lot in taxes. Um, but then too, I th- you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like if you're paying a lot in taxes, you're making money, which yeah, is Yeah, you're making great, enough money to at
1: least pay those taxes. But it's also like, nice.
0: oh my God. This is insane, so I would say taxes um, and then two, I would say it's not as like pretty as you might think it is, or as it seems like I cry a lot
1: oh fair. <laughs> I also so cry fair. a lot as
0: a person just that's in general, fair. but like there's a lot of moments that are super overwhelming, and I think too like when you're building a business like... You will never fully understand like how hard it is to like continue to build your business when you're seeing no results because like results are not
1: they're not indicative of where you're at
0: and they're also not instant right like they take time to build yeah i would say i moved here like two and a half years ago maybe three years ago and i did not have a single client for probably a year you know here in albuquerque right like i had clients elsewhere which was the reason i could keep going um and you kind of just do what you have to do but it's like It's so hard, like mentally, it's such a hard mental game to like continue to go through that because you're like, oh my god, I suck, like why is nothing happening for me? Why is nothing going for me? Um, So I would say like I don't think I really understood or like anticipated like what the mental game of that would be and like how I would have to like really like be like, okay, you need to chill the fuck out, like you need to be okay with this, like it's okay, like this is not how it's always gonna be, like you know, I also believe that if you have a good product and you're a nice person and yeah, you create a good experience, like the clients will come. It's just a matter of them finding you.
1: Yeah. So the marketing is the big key for that then the most important yeah, part. So
0: that's the thing is like when I first moved here, how would anyone, how would anyone know who I was?
1: How did you get people to know who you were?
0: Um, so I did a lot of free stuff. Um, I did a lot of free shoots. I would- I literally was like if I'm not gonna get work I'm gonna be doing like at least a shoot a week. That's free. It doesn't matter like I want them to be cool shoots. I want them to be shoots that make people talk about me. I want them to be shoots with people that would repost them and like maybe more people would see me. I would get more exposure from them posting them, um, so That's pretty much what I did Um, But I think now thinking about videography like videography has taken off very quickly. Yes. Um, So
1: you very quickly went from that 12% tax back into that 24% really quickly.
0: Yeah, and so I think like yeah just in the last year probably um, So I think like- That's so
1: good. I'm I'm happy that it's like being successful. That's really awesome.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean I But I think the reason it took off was because I was giving these photographers good experiences to shoot with them So I would be doing video they'd be doing photo They'd have good experiences or I had all these photographer friends and so they would always recommend me and so like when a photographer recommends a videographer, like the client is most likely at least gonna reach out to that oh, yeah. person, or because at least look at their work. Already. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like if you have work that speaks for itself, and it's just a matter of getting people to your work. Like having that recommendation, having that like person refer you is like huge. And so I think that that's the biggest reason. Like obviously, I have other people to thank. Um, you know, other vendors even. <clears throat> um other clients to thank for recommending me because like i think that's that's why it's taken off so much um and photography i mean it was definitely slow like it, again it took like a year of yeah. um, me just doing like a lot of free stuff but i mean i'm here now so <laughs>
1: we brought to you to albuquerque because oftentimes land of entrapment right i personally have moved three or four times i always come back you've moved away you came back to Albuquerque, not to say House, but Albuquerque. What made you come to Albuquerque?
0: Um, so it was kind of one of those things. Um, I, After I dropped out of college, I really wanted to go to Albuquerque, but I was like, okay, so me and my mom, we came and looked at apartments and every single apartment was scary. And I was an 18 year old girl by myself. And I was like, mom, um, I feel like I'm gonna get shot in here. And then also there's so many cockroaches everywhere. And I remember we went to one apartment and this lady like we were waiting to get a tour and she was like, "Are you trying to move here?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Don't move here." And I was oh, like, "Oh shit." Mm, okay. So, I took her advice and I just moved back to Lubbock with my parents and I saved my money because I knew, okay, if you're going to move to Albuquerque eventually, like it's going to take time to build up a business. Like you need to have
1: safety funds. Yeah.
0: And net, right. So, that's what I did. Um, and then I was living in Lubbock for a year. I was incredibly sad.
1: Oh, shoot.
0: <laughs> um, I slept until like 1 p.m. every single day because I was like, I hate everyone in this town. I don't like this. I feel like my craft is like not necessarily respected by the people who had s- seen it. And I didn't know how to break out of that. I didn't know how to get other people Yeah. Um, because I think the photography or I guess, you know, client um, pool in Lubbock is incredibly cliquish, which I think is great once you get in, because then it's like you have these like die-hard fans, right? Until
1: you get in. But how do you
0: get in? I didn't know anyone, I didn't go to college. Like, I was like, how do you meet people? How does this work? And so, I did try and I met some like really incredible friends, but it just was like, we were all like outcasts, almost, because we just didn't have like similar beliefs to most of the people that lived in Lubbock, so. It was like very hard. When you say
1: beliefs, you mean like liberal versus conservative, or do you mean like uh, religion, or what do you mean by? I that?
0: would say all. Um, I think like I did not feel like it resonated with anyone on anything at all, really. Okay, fair. Um, I think, and for me, it's I think the biggest <laughs> issue with all of that is just like a moral, a moral issue. I think it's like very, it's it's hard to be around people that. Don't that are racist? Yep. That are homophobic? Again, all of these things. It's very hard for me to like I associate. I have professional
1: respect for them. Right. It's and it's
0: hard for me to associate. Um, and not to say I can't. Um, and I do have clients there, and they are all so kind. Um, but it just was. It was a lot. It was a lot to be thrown into. And I was like, I need a change. I need something else. Um, and then my older brother he lived here he had just moved here for a job and he like had this house and so he was like well if you want to come live with me in albuquerque like yeah you can pay me rent and i was like okay um so then i moved here and i just was like well this is happening Um, i
1: really like albuquerque i don't like it when people shit on albuquerque i think it's great yeah Um, but i love it when people are like albuquerque's where i want to be i think that's just super cool yeah um that was last call i know you're still sipping on that one um You're good did you want me to get you like a shot or anything of something or it's okay
0: did you just go with that i'll try to finish it cool
1: they're going to be closing up around us um but whenever we see the lights go a second time that's when we got to kick you out but yeah feel free I just make sure that's the last call so awesome that's cool (laughs) do you don't drink a lot or
0: no (laughs) that's fair did you
1: ever used to drink a lot
0: yes so i occasionally have a cider that's like my my thing my um, partner, he likes to go to breweries because Albuquerque has incredible
1: breweries, and yep, I, we have I a lot. Of understand,
0: them too. I get it, and and they're they're really cool breweries, like yeah, you know, like Rio
1: Bravo, Marble. um... Oh, there's so many. Have good you been ones. to
0: Gravity Bound. Yes,
1: Gravity Bound. There's this one called Alien Brew Pub. There's the other one, that's, okay. um, Nexus.
0: Nexus. Nexus oh my God, is good. I have chicken and waffles. Oh have you, mm.
1: no, I haven't had their waffles Dude. yet, but like they're really yummy. I, I I eat there, and then I always get their. um... The cream beer and it's so ooh, good ooh. i'm a beer guy though not a are cider you guy. a beer guy, <laughs> a beer guy.
0: <laughs> yeah see i just can't drink beer like it disgusts me it makes me like literally want to vomit so i just don't drink beer fair but i i do i will go with him and i'll have a cider and he just like loves it like he's like oh we get to go to brewery and like when it's you know nice outside like we'll sit outside and it's so lovely and yep so i do in that in you know that way and i'll have a glass of wine like i like having a glass of wine <laughs> Um, but yeah, I definitely like partied really hard in college my one year that I went Fair, yeah. Even the first semester
1: You gotta get it out one year, yeah
0: Yeah, so I was like, oh gosh And I just, I think like I've, not to like toot my own horn, but I think I've always been like a little like Not mature because I, I'm not saying that drinking isn't mature Of course not um, lots of people drink, and yep, it's it's, true. it's not mature. It's not that it's not mature, um, but I just I don't know. Like I just have never been like, oh, this is something I need to do or like.
1: Yeah, drown. you handled it in a mature fashion, which is which is beneficial.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's I don't know. I just like I never feel like the need to like. Not and again, I don't want to shit on people that drink a lot, but. I just like have never been like, oh, I need to drink more because I like like how it feels or like I need to drink more because I like want to be more social or I like want to, you know, be all these things where I need to cope or which I mean, I also think like
1: Alcohol and coping is not a good not I was good gonna pair. say that's, that's a horrible, a horrible, horrible path yeah, to go down too, I think but, that there's a lot yeah. of Negative things with alcohol, obviously. Alcoholism. Right. Um, I tell this people all the time. Alcoholism, drunk driving, dependency, mood right. adjusters. Dep- uh, it's just all bad. However, if done in a mature fashion, can be in a great environment enhancer. Right. And I like. That's why I try to promote my bar is just alcohol for good. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like, I'm very responsible. I don't drink when I'm serving people. It's 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 just good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, healthy relationship yeah. with alcohol. Exactly. Which I don't think we have in America. I mean. Our drinking age is super high. Our alcoholism rates are super high when you go to countries like Germany whose drinking ages are like 16 And for the most part they have a decent Relationship with alcohol. Yeah, so
0: it is interesting. Yeah, I do think like I Don't know. Yeah, I, I mean my family has like a past with alcoholism as well so I think like in that way like it kind of like Deters me more and like makes me feel like more like okay. I have to be responsible like I can't be careful Yeah become like that, you know um, And like my mom had a similar situation like both my parents don't drink
1: Oh, completely sober. So
0: yes, and then it's not even like they like have to be sober or like You know, they had a problem. They
1: just choose not to be exactly which is the best kind It yeah. means you didn't get to the point where you realize you had a problem. Where you you pa- just said, exactly. you know what I'm good
0: yeah, okay. I just don't want to. See,
1: and I'm the exact opposite. I didn't drink until like six months ago. I'm very oh, new to drinking. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, I came from a uh, prohibitionist culture and religion, mm. uh, conservative religion. Fun. Uh, but I found that if I stay low tolerance, I get a little tipsy easier. I'm a cheaper date and I have more fun because I'm not dependent and have to get fucked up.
0: Exactly. All the time.
1: It's it's a healthy relationship with alcohol.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. And but and not to say like I don't like go out.
1: Yeah, there's sometimes where you get kind of lit, right? Exactly. Anytime we go to a drag show in Albuquerque, you
0: get
1: toasted. <laughs> but
0: that's funny. Yeah, I just yeah I've never I've never like been like oh I need to you know, and I I just I don't know it just isn't my thing like it's not fun. Yeah. Or so, like super fun for me. So I'm like, why would I do So that?
1: if that's not fun for you, what is fun? Because it sounds like you work a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: so what's your fun?
0: So I also like like to think I have a great work life balance because Excellent. I think that this is I feel like feel like I'm just like hyping myself
1: up. But no, that's good. Hype yourself up.
0: <laughs> um I've and I and it's it's things I've tried really hard. I've tried really hard to have a good balance because I I've understood how not having a balance makes you burn out and then it makes her work shit and then it just is this like entire cycle and so you have to like really try and i think too my personality like my mom's personality as well which is probably where i got it from is like very like always working always working never relax yeah. never relax like you always need to be productive and so i've like in the last like probably since i moved to albuquerque i've had to like deconstruct this idea that productivity is always good
1: That's something I need to work on. Yeah, that's a that's a thing.
0: So it's it's great once you get there, and I think like I still have my days where it's hard, and I'm like I just want to after I get done from a shoot at 7 p.m. I want to edit until two in the morning, but like that's not sustainable.
1: No, what that does is if if you have uh, work. Lazy work, lazy. I want to say lazy. I mean that in a great way, like, like unproductive, relax. Productive, <laughs> productive, relax, productive, relax. Yeah. It builds a staircase of productivity. Exactly. Whereas if you go the other route, you push yourself too hard and then you crash. Right. And you push yourself too hard and then you crash.
0: Right. And I yeah, I think when I took the sociology, when I was had a sociology um, was majoring in sociology, I took a class and they were talking like it was kind of like about like sociology and like urban developments. Um, type thing and there was like this part of it that was talking about like the third place is like the theory they had was like the third place and so they always reference Cheers as like, you know, the bar where everyone goes And it's like their place outside of their house and outside of their work. And I know this is like not like a direct correlation um, But I always think of the third place in my life. as like, okay, I have And this is different because it's like I have my home. Yeah, I have my work But it's really just my work, and I need other shit outside of it in order for my work life to be better. Absolutely. Um, And so I think, you know, it's like the similar thing where it's like you have to have a good work, um, home life, and outside of that life balance to live a perfect life. And all those things intermixed create better experiences in each of them and, like, create more productivity in each of them. Um, So it's kind of the same thing. I think, like, it's like, okay, I have you know, my work life and then outside of that I have to have other shit because then it betters my work life. Absolutely. Um, and so every time I relax, I don't think of it as like, oh, I'm taking an entire Netflix day and I'm not moving at all. I don't think of it as, oh, I'm not being productive. I need to be doing work. I need to be getting these galleries out or getting this video done. It's like more of like, I'm relaxing so that when I go to work, I'm going to be so much more productive and I'm going to feel so refreshed. Yeah. And I'm going to do better things because like creativity is very fragile. Um, and so, it's hard to
1: work in creativity, yeah. it really is. So that's, that's the last one, if you can't finish, that's okay, um, but while wrapping up, that's I really appreciate it. No, you're good. <laughs> it's okay. Um, while, while I got you here though, I'm starting a podcast, it's called okay. the Let's Have a Drink Podcast. We okay. already have four or five episodes out already. Um, it's on YouTube and all the streaming s- subscriptions like Spotify and Apple Music. I think it's on like uh, Google Cast and Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music too. Huh, okay, but. Give it a listen. It's all about bar conversations like these. So um, I really appreciate you coming in. I learned a lot yes, from you. Well, I really appreciate you coming in.
0: Good. I'm glad.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. This is a great conversation. <laughs> um, we'll go ahead and get you a ride, uh, but it was great to meet you. I really appreciate Perfect. you coming. Uh, you can down there or you can leave it. It's up to you. Okay. Uh, you, no No pressure, but we do got to kick you out, unfortunately. That's oh, okay. I'll leave. Okay. It was great to meet you. Come back anytime. We're more than welcome here.
0: Okay. Thanks.
1: Cool. Awesome. Well it's good to meet you. You wanna have five or? sure. All right. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Have a good one.